Welcome to the Crypto Commission podcast. Here are your hosts, Lambo Leo and the Bitcoin Broski. Hello, everyone. This is the inaugural episode of the Crypto Commission podcast. I am your co-host, the Bitcoin Broski, here with my co-host, Lambo Leo. Say what's up, Leo. What's up, guys? How's it going? I'm excited to be here with uh, the Broski and get to get things rolling. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're really excited for for what the future holds here. Obviously, not only in the crypto space, but uh, also any part that we can play in it. We're really excited to have some awesome guests that are going to be coming on the show, and hopefully, they add some value today. We wanted to take the opportunity to uh, explain a little bit about who we are, how we came to trade, uh, what led us to creating this funky podcast and uh, kind of the fun that we're having in the space as things, things grow and evolve and we grow and evolve within it. Um, so Leo, why don't we kick things off? I know we've, we've been kicking back and forth some, some great questions and uh, I think it'd be awesome if you could just talk a little bit about that first day in crypto and if you could go back to it, what's one piece of advice you wish you'd been given? Yeah, I've actually thought about this one a lot. Uh, I think this is something that everybody should think about is if you could go back, what would you do differently? Because it'll help you at your present state, wherever you are in the market. So um, for me, it wasn't really getting advice from other people because I got advice from people throughout. You know, my buddy, uh, Tony Crypto, coin caller on Twitter, he got me in crypto early last year um, and he gave me a ton of pieces of advice but you just don't really soak it in until you're in it so i just would have told myself read as many books as you can because reading those books getting the proper knowledge is the best way to learn and the you know easiest and uh, most efficient way to not make mistakes you know definitely great piece of advice yeah what about you well you know when I got started, it was the the peak of euphoria. Nobody really got me into crypto per se. Uh, I wish somebody would have kind of been there as that guide. Uh, but, you know, my biggest lesson learned was it, not only timing, but also uh, going hard all at once. So I think if I could go back, probably the one thing that I would say is uh, I would tell myself to take it slow, you know, as opposed to buying all in at once and uh, going all in on calls that I thought were going to, you know, pump and do a two, three, 10 X uh, to take it slow, do, do a little bit more research on the front end. Don't worry or stress about how quickly you have to move um, because obviously the market operates in cycles. And uh, that's something that as a new trader, I didn't realize. I thought that, you know, when Ripple was at $3 and everyone said it was going to 10, it would never go back to three. Oh yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's you know, a great, now, that's a, yeah, no, that's a great point that you make. And I would stress that as well, that especially when you're trading and things move fast, you need to slow it down because, you know, that's when the FOMO comes, the fear of missing out, you know, I need to jump into this trade, this coin's pumping, but really there's always going to be another move. There's always going to be another coin to enter. So, well, and you know, we, in our conversations as we met through Bitcoin Bravado, which I know has been, uh, it's been great for both of us to, to be able to glean information from them. But in our discussions leading up to this podcast, I know that we, we have both a really strong desire to make sure that uh, we're helping the newest person to crypto, not only you know make money, but also 
uh, preserve their capital and and understand what it means to to mitigate risk and and define things like their strategy. Um, so, kind of, if you, I mean, if you could go back and reflect on it a little bit, what was your strategy when you first got things started, and how how has that evolved over time? <laughs> I didn't have a strategy. My strategy was how <laughs> how how quick can I get rich? Like, when Make am I that money? When am I buying this Lambo? Like, well, so I didn't have any strategy, man. I was like, I'm getting in this market. I'm making a million dollars. I'm getting out. See you later. But Boom. yeah, but that, you know, didn't work out that way. So just at first, like I said, no strategy whatsoever. I didn't understand the relationship between uh, Bitcoin and altcoins. I didn't know what altcoins were. I didn't know there were other forms of currency. I didn't know there was a market you could trade off the value of Bitcoin in. Um, there were so many unknowns at the time that I got in that that's exactly like you said. And that's exactly why I love um, making this podcast and getting to the regular person because it can be so intimidating, this space. But having the dialogue and having people talk about um, different viewpoints just helps astronomically. So, you know, I used to be a trader. You could say I was just a trader and now I'm more of an investor. There are things I look for um, that allow me to understand if something is a risky trade slash investment or not. But, you know, there's yeah, just, if, just to jump in with a quick question. If you could, uh, I think it'd be really helpful if you could expand a little bit on how you view the difference between trading and investing. That's a good point. Well, I mean, simply you could look at somebody like Warren Buffett, who's had, I mean, the most success, top two success in, in, in investments. And I view him as a trader still. He's just a long-term holder. He's just somebody who really believed in what he was investing in and held for a long time. So, I mean, from a trading standpoint, you enter you enter a stock at a certain price and you want to make money on that so depending on when you're comfortable taking gains that's your trade you you get in a stock at one dollar and you say i'm taking profits at a dollar 20. you don't know when that's going to be uh, i would recommend and encourage people to have that strategy in place because you want to have a strategy before you get in a, in a coin that's a given Absolutely. you know so having that strategy, okay, I'm going to take out profits at 20%. That could be a three to six week play. That's a trade. And depending on how people look at short-term trade, mid-term trade, long-term trade, they're all trades. And they could be viewed as, they're obviously investments. You're investing money into them, but you're trading a stock. What? And then sure. they're ob obviously you get into ICOs or, you know, We'll see what happens with security tokens going forward. I'm very bullish on those, but you know, there's startup companies you could get into. There are master nodes you could get passive income for. So there are so many different ways you can invest in this market, but make no mistake, you're making a trade. And I personally trade long-term positions, but for the short term, I think you should always take profits. So it's really smart. So so basically trading you'd say is is more of a, a speculative speculative. Uh, thing done in kind of a time frame as opposed to investing where you've done research properly on a, a, a company, a project, a token, what, what have you, 
uh, and you're willing to put your money in and kind of let it ride to see what what comes. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And there are obviously little intricacies that, For sure. you know, de depending on the individual can look at, but definitely. Yeah. Well, I know that, um, you know, leading into, I mean, initially when, when I started, I think I, I was very similar to you. Uh, I was chasing the dollars. I wasn't, wasn't considering a strategy, which is why I followed pumps. I think a lot of people initially are guilty of that. They're chasing money so much that they're not really, they're not really rooted in any trade. They see something, uh, they jump into it after it's up, you know, 30, 40, 50%, hoping that it's going to go another hundred percent. Um, and then usually you're on the losing side of that trade. And, uh, that's kind of where I was, man. I, I was just chasing pumps. That was my strategy is I would, I would look on Twitter. I would look on YouTube. I would look to see what people were talking about. Um, and because I didn't know how to chart and, you know, I'm still not a master chartist by any stretch of the imagination, I would rely heavily on any previous business experience and fundamental analysis and think that I was making good plays. When in reality, uh, I didn't understand that this market, the crypto space works very differently than a traditional market. So I would end up just getting completely wrecked on the majority of my trades. Um, and then through getting around people like yourself, uh, the, the guys at Bitcoin Bravado, shout out to them because, you know, uh, I would still be wrecked if it wasn't for having that community, not just the guys that, that are in charge of it all. They're obviously great, great people to look to for advice, but just having that community to, to bounce ideas off of, to talk trades with, to get perspective on things. That was big for me because that helped me understand that I, I'm not in this to invest right now. You know, my strategy now has, is one where I'm, it's purely speculative. The way that I see it, there's so few things, so few companies that have a working product that there's very little that I'm looking to truly accumulate. There's a few pro projects. Well, really, there's one project and then Bitcoin that I look to accumulate, but everything else I just look at from a speculative nature. You know, is this is this going to be something that I can see uh, within three to eight weeks turning some kind of profit and not, you know, 100x, but, you know, anywhere from. 20 to, to 60% in most cases. I look at anything over 60% as gravy. And I know that that may, that may be kind of naive for the crypto space, but I still approach this with a level of, uh, of, of conservative, conservative uh, thought because, you know, if you go into a trade expecting 200X and it ends up only being a 20% gain, well, maybe you get greedy and try to hold longer than you should. Whereas if it gets to 60, 80% and you were only benchmarking it for a 40% increase, then you feel comfortable taking profit. And that's just, you know, how I've kind of evolved uh, through all of that. And it's, uh, it's served me. Um, and I, I, it's definitely not a strategy that I developed on my own. It was, like I said, bouncing things off of uh, people who are wiser and more experienced than myself. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you know, absolutely. Uh, just to interject on that. For sure. I, I think that's such a good point you make. And a lot of people early in this space got spoiled. I mean, if you got, if you were, <laughs> even if you were wrecked early on, you got spoiled. And a lot of these guys, they didn't have to uh, have communities. So a lot of people dog on communities and, uh, and um, like not to hate on people, but some of those guys are just like guys, you know, in their basements doing it all themselves, or they don't have friends to bounce back ideas. And part of it, I think they feel like left out because how, how can you be mad at people who whether it's paid or free, you have a community, you have friends, you have people that you get to talk to about this space. It's not even about trading whatsoever. Like we talk about sports, we talk about, uh, you name it, other activities, other investing, real estate. So 
having these communities to bounce back ideas off of each other is just amazing. It's so fun. Like I have so much fun talking to you and talking to other people in bravado and networking, communicating, hanging out with, uh, you name it, that it's, it's just going forward with the space pivoting as much as it has. I think you don't know what's to come. So if you're just a single soul person that's navigating through this, there's no way you could tell me that that person is going to, like they might be a great trader, they might make good moves, but you get 10, 20 people in a room or five people talking at once and all different opinions, all different backgrounds, you know, you're going to get a lot of great things that come from that. So I'm very bullish on communities um, in general. So, yeah, dude, I, I second that 100%. There, there's a couple of things in there that, that you mentioned, uh, you know, when it comes to pay groups and I know we share this opinion, but uh, I think they're, they're, they're bang on because they allow someone who is new to pay someone who is now incentivized to help them succeed, not to guarantee their success, but to help them succeed. And when I found Bitcoin Bravado, that was one of the things that I valued. I mean, I, by trade, I'm a business consultant. So people pay me to come in and help their company make money. And if I don't perform, then I don't get paid. So I understand that dynamic. So finding that paid group uh, and then realizing that it wasn't just about, you know, pumping a coin or it wasn't a pump and dump group at all. Uh, it was very beneficial because they would make calls that we could then discuss and that allowed me to learn and grow within it. Um, but I like the fact that the pressure's on them. You know, when you're in a paid group, the pressure's on the people operating it because they need to produce content that will allow you to become a better trader through participating. Uh, and then the other thing that you mentioned is the the newcomers the newcomers versus the OGs, right? The OGs in the space, uh, and I, the post that always comes to mind whenever I think about this is the Crypto Cobain post where he talks about going from two hundred dollars to one hundred million dollars through trading. Yeah, you'll uh, never you'll never see that again. Yeah. Well, and I mean, dude, it's Maybe. it's it's impressive, right? I mean, it, whether it's yeah. true or it's not, I I, I don't really care. But to right. think that it, to think that it, it could be, you know, if you look at some of these multiples. Um, somebody had posted their portfolio and I believe they're up 76,000% on Monero because they got in at the right time. So, I mean, if you think about that, dude, you would have put $1,000 in when that trade went live for them and you held it through the 76,000% gain, you're sitting mm -hmm. on a boatload of cash. And that allows you really a platform to, to go from, uh, you know, a multimillionaire to a billionaire. So, um, it's, it's crazy the opportunities that we all have. So, you know, kind of talking about that because the space is obviously evolving and we might not see 76,000% pumps again. I'm, I'm hopeful, but you know, uh, where, where do you see the space going in the next decade? Well, my number one thing is they need to make this easier and more accessible to people because I know when I'm on my ether wallet or IDEX, wherever, wherever I am and you still worry about those transactions going through i had the fingers crossed you do your own you know thing for yeah. uh some some transactions just take too long so i just think going forward having things more accessible to newcomers like i think coinbase does a pretty decent job you know they have the big blocks you know buy bitcoin they have the actual price of it pretty straightforward kind of reminds you of like your chase bank account or whatnot so 
having things more accessible and easier to buy, navigating through exchanges easier. And then I'd love to see the actual implementation of some of these decentralized systems. Like I want to see some of these decentralized systems actually be integrated in the way we do business. And, um, you know, taking like subsectors of business and implementing these decentralized systems while having some centralized governance because, you know, some people I think live in la la land when they think, you know, decentralize everything, but you know, you need to pump the brakes a little bit and have some centralization centralization and having someone actually be in charge of that subsector of business. So just implementing some of these systems and seeing can they run better than the current forms of business? Because I think there's so many you could take, you know, as an entrepreneur, I look at systems and I'm like, wait a minute, that is so slow. That takes so long. There, there can be something done there. And that's basically what some of these companies are looking at. They're looking to, you know, increase efficiency in, in current forms of business. So it would be great to see the implementation part of it, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for for the space as a whole, um, regulation, I think, is going to play an integral part in oh, that's, helping yeah, that's things a, become, uh, you know, more mainstream. Obviously, uh, there are, I mean, at this point, there are a lot of big money investors who are starting to tell people that they should look to hedge traditional investment portfolios with crypto, at least in some small percentage, uh, because this is really one of the well, if not the only asset class that does not move uh, in, a, in a way that's correlated to traditional stock markets. So we have the ability here to, to hedge against any other stocks that people may hold. Um, and it's cool when you look at like the, the movement of Bitcoin, the volatility of Bitcoin, the, the price increases uh, compared to like the FANG stocks, the big, uh, big tech stocks um, in the traditional markets and, and how awesome that is. Uh, I was listening to an interview with um, Anton Antonopoulos mm-hmm. um, earlier today, and he he was talking about the the gradual death of fiat, and it just got me to thinking. You know, I I go to a, a CrossFit gym that's owned by a Venezuelan, and their currency is so devalued, the inflation is so bad that they have to literally. I mean, if they wanted to to pay in cash. When they went to the grocery store, they would have to go with a backpack full of bills just to buy basics, you know, bread, butter, bacon, let's say. And it's it's going to become like, I mean, that is going to become the, the commonplace thing in, in a lot of places in the world, I think, over the next 10 to 20 years. So I think that there really will be a valid use case for cryptocurrencies, actually. Uh, so we'll see a real boost in Bitcoin usage and then maybe some other you know, tokens or coins like, you know, Raven coin. Um, but I think that aside from that, from a business perspective, the real, I think, value that we're going to see uh, from the blockchain community is going to be in, in the logistics space. I think that that's going to be the biggest growth area over the next 10 years. It will be in, in logistics, how products and services move around the globe. Uh, because in this in this economy that we're growing now, I mean, it's you. If you think about it, things pass border to border so quickly now, and between counterfeit goods, uh, missing shipments, timing on things, having to make sure that X, Y, Z are all in place in order for business to operate efficiently, 
and all of it need, needing to be done transparently so there's oversight, I think that's going to be the biggest implementation moving forward for blockchain. Um, and just, I, you know, being on, I, I've spent a percentage of my career in the marine industry dealing with a lot of these shipping companies and just knowing how much more efficient they're going to be with the implementation of blockchain. It, it's it's going to be awesome. And it should, on a global scale, uh, make things better for consumers as well. Um, so uh, I'm just, are you, uh, are you saying you're a little bullish on some of these supply chain tokens? Yeah, dude. I mean, if there was, if there was something that I was going to, if I was going to hold over the years, which I'm not prepared to, to do at this time, <laughs> but uh, if there was right. something, it would be, it would be a supply chain token. I really think that, uh, that V chain is going to, I mean, they're going to, they're going to blow it out of the water. Um, their partnership with DNV, I think is bigger than most people realize. Um, you have the, the tea foods that are, I think they're making big moves in the Asian market and they'll eventually branch out. Uh, you've got, uh, I know a lot of people like Wabi is a meme to a lot of people. Um, yeah. and I, I don't hold any Wabi, but I think it's cool that part of what they're trying to do, I and mean, there's a lot of babies in China that die because they consume counterfeit baby formula and Wabi having the ability to have, you know, to have a way that people can immediately check whether something is counterfeit or not in the store. I mean, if that saves a kid's life, I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool. Oh my gosh. That's a huge, yeah. That's an unbelievable use case right there. Yeah. And then you have out of Australia, there's a company called block grain, which I'm not, you know, I'm not sure exactly where they are in their process, but you know, I had the privilege of, of speaking to their CEO. Um, and it's, it's, it's awesome that, you know, the thought that if I buy, you know, cause I stick to a pretty strict paleo diet. So if I buy something in the store, and it says that it's paleo block rain would actually give me the ability to scan a label and see where every product is sourced, how it's harvested, if it's grown organically, if there's chemical, really, or the, yeah, I didn't, like whatever. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. yeah. So that's that for me, that kind of stuff, that is going to be the value that blockchain brings because that's what people care about. I mean, most people don't, I mean, they're not gonna, they're not going to get on and try to transfer cryptocurrency. Right. And like you said, it can be scary if you're, you know, just buying, let's say, Bitcoin and moving it to cold storage. But having a company that can provide a service that, you know, Joe Schmo consumer in the grocery store can can get a benefit from, that's where we see inception. Absolutely. I agree. Having the real world use cases, especially ones that bring health, prosperity, positivity, I'm all for that. That's part of the reason why we're talking right now is to educate people like some of these systems, they're great. They could change people's lives for the better at low cost, at efficiency. So I'm bullish on that for sure. Well, dude, the, the, the real thing when, I mean, when, when it comes to life and when it comes to success, success is just a unit of measure rendered for those who add the most value to the most people. So the more people that you can serve, the more success you'll have. So all of, all of us now that are new to this space, I, somebody said this and it just, it's always stuck with me. So right now, blockchain, cryptocurrency assets, all of it, it's like the economy, the entire world's economy is being rewritten. We are yeah. brand new. And each of us now has the ability to assume a role in this space. And over time, we will become the experts. We will become the people that rewrite this new economy so that a thousand years from now, or probably a hundred by a thousand, I'm sure it'll be rewritten again, but a hundred years from now, we will have had an active part in how day-to-day life is lived 
on this planet. And I think that's incredibly cool. Um, so that all being said, one of the things that like, I know we've, we've kind of talked about offline, but I think it would be good to, to put out there a little bit. Um, there's a lot of good in this space and there's a lot of bad, right? Yeah. What's, what's one thing that you, you absolutely love about crypto, the community, the trading, what have you? Definitely. I would say the, first thing that comes to mind is all the great people I've got to meet, you know, like I, I'm an athlete, grew up playing hockey my whole life. And a lot of my buddies, they're, they, they're just athletes and no offense to them. You know, a lot of that athletes, they, they just watch sports. They, you know, they're good at what they do. And, but I was always a curious person, you know, I liked looking at how things worked and, I, you know, started detailing boats and started my own company when I was 16 years old and grew that business a little bit. So I, having this entrepreneurial background, crypto connected me to like-minded people, you know, all, all, everybody in this space, a lot of them I've noticed, they come from all different facets, you know, they, they work all these different jobs, but there's this like-mindedness of everybody, either they want to make a, a second means of income for their family or to network more. This for sure. community it, is that definitely. So I'm just bullish on, you know, the community and the people you get to meet and do business with that can be like-minded, you know? For sure. So on the flip side of that now, what's the one thing you hate about the space? Besides that, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> No, what, actually, what was that besides what? Lupe. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually he he's uh Lupe. He's uh for those of you don't, that don't know, check out Lupe on Twitter. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, if you want to get a good laugh and maybe your trading's not going well, you'll get a laugh out of that account. But um <laughs> I I I hate negative negativity. I hate OGs that think that they know everything, that things are black and white. Like that's not, that's not it. That's not how this works. I'm sorry. Like we're, it's brand new. This space is brand new. A lot of people literally got spoon fed gains. So I'm just, I'm sick of seeing people like hate on these newcomers that make mistakes and now are afraid to add. I hate that. Like, it's like these people are getting bullied online when they're trying to learn. Like, how are you going to learn if you don't ask somebody a question? And of course, like even me knowing what I know now, some people ask me questions, gosh, but I don't, I answer them. Like you, you, somebody wants to DM me and they want to learn more about crypto. I'll send them a link. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, maybe you should look like, take it back. Look at this, look at that. But you know, the busier you get, of course, these big accounts, they get hundreds of people and you know, you can't answer all those. I'm, I'm cool with that, but don't just crush somebody that is really trying to learn and isn't being negative. Like you get some of these people just ripping on people. So that, and those are the people, those are the big players. Some of these guys are big on teams. Now, some of these guys are advisors for companies. You're telling me that they're, you're going to get the technology moving forward. If you're negative and you're like, there's no way, there's no way we need all everybody ambassadors in their own way for the space. Do what you do best and help people along in your own way. But if you're negative, like you're, you're just cancerous to this whole community. So I'm sick of seeing that. And I look forward to helping change that because positive. 
productivity overall is uh, net positive. And I'm just bullish on positivity and I hate the negativity. So what about you? What's your, what's your, uh, I think my, the thing, the thing that I love about this space is the excitement around all of it. I think that it's, it's rare nowadays that in a business setting, so many people are so excited about the future. We live in a society where you're taught to, you know, go to school, get good grades so you can get a good job, you know, work your, your 40, 50, 60 plan where you're working 40 hours a week, uh, you know, for 50 weeks a year, 60 years of your life. And then you retire and you die. You know, most people in reality, they die at 25. It just takes their body another 50 or so years to catch up. Uh, and it's cool to see people that are young. I mean, I'm, I'm an older person in this space. You know, I'm in my early 30s. Uh, but for people that are, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old to find something like this and to start to be able to, to build really something for their future, I think is massive and is going to create a, a, a ripple effect through society that's really going to change things. And I, I hope to be able to add value to people as time progresses. Um, and I know that we are all new here, uh, but it's just for me, that is the the coolest thing, the thing that I love the most is seeing that there is this, this opportunity that is equal for anyone that's willing to take the time to learn, right? I'm not a big fan of equal outcomes, right? I, that's the, probably the most disgusting thought in my mind, but I love a level playing field. I love that you don't have to be, I mean, you're an athlete. You don't have to be athletically gifted in this. You don't have to be a really a, a genius. You can be an average person with an above average work ethic and a desire. And you can, you can make something significant of your life through this. Um, and that's, you know, when I wake up every day and I, I look at my, my wife and my kids and I think, man, what do I want their future to look like? It's just that I want to be able to prepare them for whatever comes in life. So that when my kids are 15, 16, 17, if they want to be entrepreneurs, they can do whatever they put their mind to. And, and I think crypto just gives that, gives that opportunity to people, not only in the US, but in places where like earning an actual living isn't a possibility, you know? But if you've got $100, you can grow that into 1,000 and you can grow that 1,000 into 100,000 if you're just diligent and you do the proper research. So that's, for me, that's the one thing that I love. Um, when it comes to the thing that I hate, and I mean just absolutely hate, I hate the fact that there are people still looking to prey on the weak. I think that, like you mentioned, there needs to be there needs to be a little bit of a safe space, right? There's not that buffer zone because there's got to be someone on the other side of every trade, right? In every trade, there is a winner and a loser, yep. no matter what. The challenge is that, you know, in a trade, it's fair to an extent, right? Like if Tron pumped to twenty cents and you bought the other side of the Tron trade. Well, that's your fault for not paying attention to the chart. Absolutely. That's your fault for not doing that's proper a, research. Yeah, that's a good you know? example right there. Yep. But when it comes to it, if you're brand new in the space and you ask someone a question and you say, hey, I'm new here. Is there a good resource that you should point me to? And they point you to a pump and dump group. Well, that person should be taken behind the woodshed and get the shit kicked out of them, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's the kind of stuff that is, it's bad for the space. You're not going to see uh, traditional investors, retail investors come in with that level of, uh, of 
of mistrust still going on, right? So I think that just, you know, the bad actors that are in the space that have that, that ill will uh, and that negative attitude towards other people, I, I'm really I'm excited to see that get eradicated. Um, there, there are people in the space that we all know are just, I, I hate the term scammers and I don't mind the term shill. Like I, I think shill is not a negative term, but there are people that you see them post things and just they're, they're pandering to the newest people to try to entice them to, to jump on the other side of their trade so they can dump on them. Uh, and there's, there's no recourse. Like I can, I can post a negative comment, but I can't shut them down. You know, there's no sec to step in and say, Hey, we're going to put the the handcuffs on you and, and throw you in a cage for three years. So people can do whatever they want right now. I'm excited to see that change. Absolutely. That's a great point. You make the, the blind shills. Like you said, shilling is good. Obviously we want these companies to succeed. And if it's a good company, it should be talked about, you know, having coins hyped and people hating on all this coin as a big hype community. Well, if it's a good project, then the hype should be there and this whole space should be hyped up. We want blockchain technology to be talked about a lot in a positive and it'll be good. I think going forward, I think positivity and people directing newcomers in the right way is going to come forward and be in the limelight in the next two years. I think people will get rewarded for not helping others, but just show, you know, ha have things laid out properly so people own decisions right they're, they're, you're always going to be on the wrong side of a trade i make bad trades i still make bad trades that's something sure. that um you know a mistake is just an opportunity to learn from what you did wrong and that's the whole thing is we want to educate people like you said somebody that started with a hundred dollars that turned it to a thousand dollars that turned it to a hundred thousand dollars people might think you're bullshitting but hey i did that i started with five hundred dollars got it to $10,000 within two months. The first two months, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I <laughs> didn't, didn't make a dollar. It was, my account was dwindling. But the one thing I learned, just like with hockey, um, this is like a Conor McGregor mentality. There's no skill. It's all hard work. So if you want to go grab some books, find out who the top guys are. These There's some great, uh, I think, yeah, it's Nick Patel has a great book out there. Uh, there are many other people that have great books out there. And if you want to learn and if you're uh, I'm just bullish on learning, I'll leave it at that. Like just learn more, get in it. Yeah. It's enough. Can't be said, right? The day you stop learning is the day you start dying. Uh, and that's Ben Franklin, not, not the Bitcoin broski that said that, but yeah. um, anything intelligent that comes out of my mouth is probably taken from somebody smarter than me. Uh, that's how I have gotten by in life is just understanding who has uh, who has the life that I want and doing everything that I can to learn from them. And that is uh, that's something that's always served me. And I think that newer people in the space will be served by it. Also, um, one one question that I know we're we're eager to make sure that we ask everyone that's on this show. And I, I'm I'm eager to hear your response here. But, dude, what is your why? Why? Why is it that you have chosen this as as the future? for your life? Why, why are you doing what you're doing? I think this is everybody's most important question. I think this could be a, a daily question. This could, 
It's interesting you asked this. I actually got asked this question the first time when I was 16 years old by one of my hockey coaches. He was a very enlightened person. And uh, I pondered this for a long time. And some people, it takes their whole life to figure out what their why is. But um, I'd say at the age of 26 right now, my why is helping people. You know, I came from a family of three boys. My parents were middle class. And now that I'm 26, I look back and I'm like, holy crap, how did my parents do this? How were they able to get us through? We played at the highest level of hockey. And I'll be honest, we made our parents broke. Like, it was unbelievable the sacrifice and things my parents were able to do for me. So now I just feel like I have an obligation to help other people. Like, I, I played hockey. I couldn't work. So hockey was my job. So I struggled financially because of it. And last season, actually, for me, I was able to make much more money. I'm a professional hockey player. I'm not in the NHL right now, but I made more money part-time on the side trading stocks and investing in companies than I did in my job. So I That's just awesome. really want to – it, it was amazing. It changed my life, man. It really changed my life. And meeting you and meeting all these other people, I just want to help people people but never necessarily had a platform to do so and I know just how positive I am and how much I care about people because how I grew up I didn't grow up like you know growing up people thought oh my gosh this kid he has the best hockey family this and that my home life wasn't the best it was challenging very challenging so I just want to encourage people wherever you are if you're going through a tough time if things aren't the way you want it to be if you want to make more money, if you want to go on that vacation, if your family isn't doing well, just learn one thing, learn something like find what if you're at a job and you're struggling, learn one thing and learn it really well. And you don't know what that's going to do. It's going to change your life. You're going to learn that one thing. It's going to turn into $100. That $100 is going to get you to your next step. And that that's going to turn here and there. So I just really my why is helping people like allowing people to open up their mind that this world is so big, no matter where you live, where you come from, there's more out there. And there's also people willing to help you. You know, like I said, positivity is a net positive. So just finding those people, encouraging people to learn more. And that's my why just helping people, man. For sure. Yeah. That's uh, you know, a common vision I think is important. And I I'm, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I, you know, aside from crypto, I, I mentor uh, probably a hundred. Well, I think it's about 160 people directly and indirectly. And through the process of having mentors in my life as well, I was taught to contemplate my why about six years ago. And initially, my why was money. You know, my why was was making as much money as hum humanly possible. I remember I'd set an initial goal to have, you know, $100 million uh, in assets by the time I was 40. And yeah. as I got to know more people who had accumulated wealth, I realized that the thing that they valued most was seeing others benefit from their existence. And uh, this was all kind of capped off when one of the guys that um, – one of the guys that I'd taken some, some mentorship from, uh, he's a much older gentleman. He passed away June 1st of 20, uh, 2016. It's actually my, my wife's birthday. 
Um, but when he died, they filled a 4,000 person um, auditorium for his viewing and they had to live stream others in because so many people wanted to be a part of his, his celebration gosh. of life. That was something for me that just, it reverberated to my court and not that I want to have a lot of people at my funeral, but I, I want, I want my time on this earth to be spent in a way that adds value to other people. So, you know, my wife and I in talking, um, our goal for our family is we want to help 20,000 people walk away from full-time employment and get to live life on their own terms, whether that's through developing a business of their own, trading, investing, whatever it is, we want people to be able to live life on their terms so that they are able to have that. It's very important that, uh, you know, while we're here, we add value. And that's, that's just our why on a daily basis. You know, it's easy when you're, when you're a parent to look at your kids and let your whole life revolve around them. Uh, it's easy when you're married to look at your, your spouse and let your whole life revolve around them. But in reality, you know, our kids, my kids are only going to be in my house until I'm 18. And really, I don't even look at it like I'm raising kids. I've got adults that are going through childhood right now. You know, my wife is my primary focus as far as the house goes. But outside of that house, we want to live a life that is, it, it's, it's showing other people that there's more, more to do on this earth than just pay bills and die. You know, Absolutely. on my arm, on my arm, I've got a tattoo. It says, be resolute in all works. That is our family motto. We get out and we grind every day to get what we want and to help other people get what they want. So that is, that is my why for sure. Um, you know, dude, That's awesome. I think that, you know, we've, we've got from here, we, we've got a lot that we are really looking to accomplish. I know the crypto commission is, is going to be a, a big stepping stone and we hope to, to not only add value, but to be, be a great part of something great in the space. We want to make sure that we are here as pillars that, that crypto can continue to grow on. We want to make sure that we're here as a resource for people that are new uh, to be able to bounce ideas off of. Um, and just like people have been there for us, you know, I, I enough cannot be said for the, the guidance that we've received from, uh, you know, people like, you know, Bitcoin Birch, Tony Crypto and the guys at Bitcoin Bravado. I know we could, we could big them up, but, uh, they helped, they helped us both tremendously in our journey and, and continue to help us as we're both still parts of that group. But, um, you know, is there any, any kind of closing, closing words or closing thoughts you'd like to pass along before we sign off here? I just want to say how excited I am, man. Like we've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm excited to bring transparency to all flakes. You know, we're not, I'd say we're pretty unbiased people. I know you and I have very conflicting opinions on a lot of it's true. trades or things in this space. So I'm cool with that. I'm, I, I like having different opinions than people. I think that's one thing that um, right now we're seeing people, you know, if you have an op opinion, opposing thought, uh, whether it's in politics or whatnot, people kind of just shut down. And I think us bringing that transparency is just going to be exciting to hear, you know, new voices. And we have so many great guests that I'm excited for. So just, yeah, it's it, that. And that is the, probably the closing thought that I would like to leave. Uh, you know, obviously nothing that we say is financial advice. We're not financial advisors and it shouldn't be taken as such. All of this is for entertainment purposes. Um, and we're, we're pumped. We have got some, some awesome people that have made some, some commitments to be on here. Uh, and we're, we're fired up for that because we know that this show is not about us. It's just about adding quality content to the space. And we look forward to doing that. So 
Um, you know, I don't really have anything else to say but that. Uh, Leo, it was good getting to chat with you a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and log off here. Um, but everybody, hope you enjoy. Please let us let us hear your feedback. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, the Crypto Commission's handle is at Let's Talk Coin. And you can find Lambo Leo at underscore Lambo underscore Leo. And my Twitter handle is at Bitcoin Broski. Let us know what you think. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Take it easy. Peace out, guys.